now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmarlroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. weather always seems to do a number on me. Good morning, good people. It is Friday, November the 6th. Fab Friday. <clears throat> Happy Friday. Um, we have a lot to discuss. Uh, my eyes are like super irritated this morning, so I've just put in some eye drops. But the show must get started and must go on. Good morning to all of you. Let me see my beautiful people. Catherine is here. Just out of curiosity, how many of you were tuned into the show last night? Um, at one point, the numbers went up to 1,288 persons. 
So Catherine, Morna, good morning. Brandon, good morning. Uh, Janelle, happy Friday. Olivia, so nice to see you guys. Uh, Nathina, good morning to you, my friend. Anne-Marie is here for it. Beautiful Corrine from West Bay says, be careful out there as the roads are wet. As a matter of fact, I suspect that that is why um, today all schools are gonna be closed because the government is having to prepare for upwards of 10 inches of rain as a result of this storm. So what they want you to do is to stay off the roads. Um, government workers, you know the drill. If you can work remotely from home, government has suggested that you do that. Fit Jamaican girl, um, I saw recently on Instagram that you looked like you were in, you were actually in Jamaica instead of Florida for change. Uh, give us the link up. How was Jamaica? Are you still there? Gina, good morning. Good morning, Jamie. Jamie says, I'm ready for the tea. Absolutely, Jamie. Irvin is here. Jake, I was just noticing one of Jake's um, Cayman Brack photos. He recently went to Cayman Brack. And as usual, he was posed off like a GQ model. Looking good, enjoying his best life. Good morning to um, Atlas. Celeste, thank you so much. Uh, Wilson, First Lady, nice to see you. Uh, Elizabeth, Buenos Dias. Um, Atlas said that he watched last night's show this morning. Uh, wow, Atlas, it was crazy. Um, I honestly knew that it would be a big show and I expected a lot of people, but I would be lying if I said that I expected over 1200 people. <clears throat> I actually predicted over 600, like slightly over 600. And the numbers just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. And I'm going to talk about in a second why I believe that show, um, was such a success in terms of the number of people who were actually tuned in to the show. So I'm just grabbing the, uh, the show link this morning to just make sure I can share that with a few folks online. So Facebook has changed up a couple things in terms of how videos are shared and stuff. And um, it makes it a little bit more challenging to pull a video link, especially for the website. Um, so I'm just trying to, it's like, as I do a show, then I kind of grab the link as it goes live. But just remember that you can watch, uh, our shows on YouTube. We got you covered on, um, podcasting sources. So you can go to like Amazon, you can go to Spotify, it's an, on a number of different platforms to just listen to audio as well. For those of you who uh, may have family members that don't have access to Facebook. Although I think once it's a Facebook, um, once it is actually a Facebook public page, they should have access regardless of um, whether or not they have a Facebook account, like it's publicly posted so you can still see it. So I'm gonna talk about last night's show here in a second. Um, today is obviously a day that a lot of people are at home trying to um, figure out, you know, kind of what they've got going on. 
by way of um, what they're going to do with the kids today and so on. So I'll give you guys a little bit of time to get online and then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of, of some of the important stuff that we need to cover. So um, thank you guys so much, all of you who tuned in last night. It really speaks, it's a testament, I think, to this topic. Um, and in particular, this individual as well. So Tracy, good morning to you. Thank you so much. Um, what's the weather like in Jamaica? Here in the Newlands, Lower Valley area, it's bleak outside, but the heavy rains haven't really started yet. So we're gonna also do a weather update here shortly to kind of see where we are with um, this storm and if this storm has already started to reemerge and uh, what we can expect from it. Um, so those are some of the things on the agenda for today. So what I'm doing now is I'm just pushing out the live feed uh, through our Facebook sorry, through the website. And then after the live feed, I'll go back and um, amend it so that you can always watch it later on. So good morning to Carol. Thank you so much, Carol, for joining us. Siobhan, good to see you as well. Um, Duran is here for it. La Caracola, Guanaja. We're gonna be talking about Honduras as well this morning. So buenos dias to you. I kind of feel like when my eyes are irritated, um, although I technically don't need glasses, like I can see everything. I do feel like it gives my eyes a little bit of break probably if I had these on today. Um, but technically I don't really need them for the computer because I can see. It's just that man, when you got dry eyes, everything starts to look fuzzy, right? So good morning, Rohini. Thank you so much. Um, Ivan Hart is here. Good morning. Uh, I'm glad to see that you enjoyed the show. I think a lot of people, um, I got to tell you about some of the messages that I got after the show, which were very, very touching and revealing about our community. So Marshall, uh, thank you so much as well for um, tuning in. Um, Apple, Sia Henry, is it Sia? Cara. So some of these drivers need someone to pull them over and smack them around, speeding and pulling out on people. The roads are wet, people, slow down. You would think that was almost common sense. Um, so Fit Jamaican Girl says, uh, Sandy, the Jamaica was incredible, no words. Had the hotel, um, I think there's a part to you. Oh, to myself, and it rained in Jamaica for seven days straight. Yes, we began in a lot of rain. Um, yes, Peter, give me a bit. We will do the weather updates here in a minute. Uh, Ervalyn says the ratings went up last night. Yeah, they were, I mean, like I said, I was, I was blown away by the number of people who were tuned in. So let's talk a little bit about, um, last night's show. We've got Odette, Winnie, and others tuned into the live stream. Elizabeth, of course, is here for it. So, um, you know, this is a topic that I have been uh, talking about for a long time. And it's interesting how the discourse over the years has definitely changed. Um, 
more people are apt to speak out on this than five years ago, two years ago, a year ago, or even 10 years ago. Rosanna, good morning, honey. And so all of us have to make this our business. I find a lot of people in this community want to think to themselves, well, if it's not me and mine, so it's not my immediate family, um, I don't have to worry about it. The truth of the matter is, for most of us, uh, it is in your immediate family. You may not want to talk about it. You may not always know about it. But I can assure you, every at least every one in four children are a victim of sexual abuse. And Cayman is no exception. And in fact, I honestly believe that the numbers in Cayman could be more than that. And that certainly is an indictment on us. As a community, we have unfortunately um, turned a blind eye. And I, I was, oh my gosh, I had so many phone calls last night about this. We have oftentimes um, turned a blind eye to a lot of the social ills that we see around us. And um, certainly, you know, sexual, child sexual abuse is no exception. There are people who are ashamed that they were victimized and they will never speak their truth or speak their story. There is um, family members who have been complacent or actively participated in covering up all of these stories that we've heard about or that we know that's happening. There've been some horrific stories on this island where mothers knew and they protected the fathers, fathers who were predators in their homes. Um, and not just protected them, but actually gave them the opportunity to molest future children or future generations. Normally by the time someone, statistically speaking, is exposed as a child molester, they have, they have molested countless other victims. So when they got, get caught, it's not the first time. In the US, it's like an average of you know, 15 to 20 other victims. They seldom get caught on the first time. We shared a story last week, I think it was, or the week before about a man, he happens to be Jamaican in the States and he was a quote unquote pastor. And he'd been molesting a little girl from the time she was six years old until she was an adult. So for when she was in primary school and there were times that he raped her three, four times a week during the course of all of those years. And you hear stories like that and you think, oh my God, that's the worst case. This is so horrific. But you would be surprised how many people right here in this island are experiencing similar things, similar abuse, and are unable to share their story and are unable to come to terms even with what has happened to them. What I feel in this country is every time we victim shame, we, um, you know, 
start asking victims all these questions. Oh, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? We put the blame on them and the responsibility on them when it should not be on them, right? When a person decides that they're going to take advantage of a young girl, a young boy, uh, no matter how old, so sometimes they're teenagers, sometimes they're preteen, sometimes they're babies. The person who makes that decision, I don't care why they make that decision, they are the ones who should be held responsible. The questions that I asked last night of that young lady was to try to get the full story. Like, okay, what, what transpired? You know, what happened here? What went there? I am not about asking a victim to justify her actions or why she did a certain thing. And I want to make this very clear because I know that some of you were wondering why I didn't bring him on the show in that moment. And there's a couple of reasons why. And I think that certainly um, they are worth discussing this morning. So messages that I've received, countless messages overnight. I want, I'll talk about some of those in a second, but she was a brave, brave young lady. And trust me, she was also a very lucky young lady. That that night, she was able to get away unscathed. You know, we have the benefit of being in our 40s and looking at a situation and saying, wow, that situation could have ended so differently. And um, you know, we've got 20 plus years experience on her. So we could see the dangers, but honestly, how many of us can say that we ourselves have not been in a similar situation where in the moment you're like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Sometimes you don't even know in the moment the danger that you're in. It's an after 2020 hindsight conversation with others and yourself and you're like, oh, this could have happened, that could have happened. Um, I saw people commenting like, oh, young lady, learn how to drive so that you don't put yourself in this situation again. I understand what you're trying to say, but she didn't put herself in that situation. She trusted someone who said, I'm going to give you a ride home to give, to give her ride home. And yes, it only takes that one time. But believe me when I tell you, you can know how to drive. <laughs> you can know how to do all these things. And there are still people out there who will rape you, sexually assault you, and take advantage of you. So it's not even a question of, had she done this, she wouldn't be in this situation. 
predators are lurking and waiting for an opportunity to pounce on children, on victims. And we think that, oh, if we do everything right, that we will protect ourselves from predators. And unfortunately, that's not how it works. You know, uh, sometimes a woman does everything right. She's not exposing herself because some of us have that mentality. Well, if you wear a certain thing, you're asking for it. There are countless victims who have done everything right. And I use, I say that because victims should never be blamed for what happens for, to them. They should never be held accountable for that. I don't care if they were walking around stark naked on the street. There is no excuse for someone to take advantage of another person, especially sexual advantage. And so when I saw some of the comments, and I must admit that they were in the majority, but as always, the majority, the minority, my apologies, the minority comments always get people talking. <clears throat> the vast majority of those people know that this man has a long history of allegations against him and questionable behavior, a long history. You heard people saying this man is in his 30s and this has been happening from when he was in high school. R. Kelly had a similar MO. And oftentimes you find it takes a long time for these things to catch up. But folks, we are living in very different times now. And this is where I want to encourage this conversation. Every single time I highlight the story, I know that there's one of you out there who are going to be impacted by hearing another victim come forward Another victim who is brave enough to say, this is my story. This is what happened to me. Trying to warn young girls about how they can try to be careful. And even in the carefulest of moments, you can still be victimized. Our focus has to be on teaching young men and women, because there are women, there are some women who will take advantage of children as well and assault children, sexually abuse children. We need to teach those people, the offenders or the wannabe offenders that you cannot do this, you should not do this. And if you do it, you're not gonna get away with it. That's the message we seem to be missing. We always put the burden on the victim. Well, the victim needs to do this or, you know, all these things. And I agree that because we live in such a world where there's so many predators out there who are just waiting on a moment. And Winnie says a predator is a predator. And I absolutely believe that. We do try to take certain precautions. So it's like, if you own a car, you don't walk away and leave it running and leave the key in the vehicle 
for someone to steal the car. You try to lock the car. It's, there are measures that you take to try to deter these people, but we have a lot of predators here, as Winnie has said. They're in your homes, folks. They are your uncles. They are your fathers. They are your next door neighbors. They are your cousins. Sometimes they are people your own age or a little bit older than you. One quarter of all children who are molested are molested by other teens. So think about that for a second, 25% of the people who are out there victimizing and molesting are not adults. So you think, I won't leave my kids around un adults unsupervised, but they can go and hang out with their cousins or other kids in the neighborhood. And I'm telling you that a lot of those children, because oftentimes of a history of being victims themselves, turn into perpetrators and they victimize other children. I have seen it countless times on this island. You have no idea. Years ago, there's a case I'm very familiar with in West Bay, and it could be West Bay, East End, Georgetown, Savannah, Newlands, the shores. It doesn't make a difference. Rich, poor, no one is saved from being a victim, potentially, and the perpetrators can also be anyone. Rich, poor, lawyers, doctors, it doesn't matter. And so there was this little boy who had regressed um, to bedwetting. And um, he, the strange thing about it is he, you know, had learned to, he was potty trained early. So when he regressed at like age nine, everybody's like, what's going on here? Why is he bedwetting again? And in case you don't know parents, bedwetting is one of the signs that a child is being molested. Um, because it's just one of the body's reactions to being under immense stress. And one of the most stressful things that you can do to a child is sexually molest them. I would think it's, it is the most stressful thing really, but. So, um, when I heard about this, I said to a relative of that child, I said, please take my word for it. That child is being molested. You need to find out where, who's doing it, what's going on. Oh, I don't know about that. And I said, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you need to look into this. Sure enough, the neighborhood boys that he was hanging out with, older than him, 12, 13, 14, 15, we're forcing this little nine-year-old kid to perform oral sex on them. And uh, when the person eventually told me, confirmed the abuse, then we hear that the mother was also a victim of abuse, the mother of those boys, by her father at the hands of her own father. And it was one of those famous cases of abuse in West Bay where everybody knew about it. Um, in fact, apparently her father used to tie her outside on a fence and people whispered and talked 
in the neighborhoods. There's another famous one in South Sound. Everybody knew the father was molesting his children and they are so dysfunctional to this day because I know one of the daughters. So what I wanna say is, we are here to expose the cold hard truth and that relates to, as much as I would like to sit here and talk about government all day, that also relates to a lot of the things that children are enduring and people in their homes are enduring. Because we are destroying our children, destroying our communities. If we, at the very least, prevention is way better than cure for sure. But at the very least, if we do not give them an opportunity to tell their stories and to be heard, we are re-victimizing them. Um, Carol says victims are made to feel as, it's, as if it's their fault. And this is true in other countries, not just here, all the time. We've seen it with um, Mr. Webster, the wannabe politician. When he was caught on video, this is how disturbed we are as a community. And I'm saying we should take collective responsibility for this. There were people who were sitting there saying, why is this child recording this? I'm thinking, what? Had she not recorded it, number one, he would have never gotten convicted because who was gonna believe this troubled teen against him, right? No one would have believed her. And when she recorded it, she really exposed the type of person that he is because you see in the video, the child is saying, I don't want to do this. And he is, as he is masturbating, he is sitting there begging and pleading with her. Please, please, please do it, do it, do it. Imagine the pressure that this child, and that's not a one off thing. And all of us know that this man has had a history. Oh, big up in the church. I want to take your daughters out to Burger King. I want to treat them good, right? Pretending to be someone who wants to be there for them. To set an example, to be some kind of role model. And his real purpose, the real reason why he was being nice as he was looking to take advantage of these girls sexually. I'm gonna give you a phone, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. The Webster family, and I hate to say this, because I'm sure there's a lot of people in that family who are probably not molesters, but they do have a reputation, some of them I should say, from one generation to the next. Remember his, I think that would be probably his nephew or cousin the one who years ago molested and raped his own daughter for years and actually got her pregnant while she was in primary school and then gave her castor, castor oil to abort the child. That's the only reason he was caught at that time. 
And you guys might remember his mother. She was a little old lady that used to walk on the bypass. And this is when, you guys know I returned to the Cayman Islands um, around 96. And this happened a couple years after that when he was exposed that he'd been molesting this child for years. And you hear the stories of how the child would be crying because of what he was doing to her. And he lived in a house with his own mother, this little elderly lady. She always used to wear her hair in a bun. She's now deceased. But for years, she used to walk on the bypass, on the Newlands bypass after that was built. You'd see her early in the morning with her skirts all the way down to her knee, or to her ankle, walking with her stick up and down, getting her exercise. And I remember her writing something in the paper when this case came out about her son. And she said, let anyone without sin throw the first stone. And this is a so-called Christian woman who I understood would hear the child crying and would have known what was happening and did nothing. And I will live with the memory of reading her words seared into my brain forever because she is a representation of what is wrong with this country. You hide behind the Bible, you hide behind churches, and you allow your sons to molest and rape your own granddaughter. And you know about it and you do nothing. Every single time I see this man walking around, because he loves to grocery shop, apparently. That's the only place I hardly ever see him. But he likes to go grocery shopping like it's nothing. He just hangs out at the grocery store. Like I never actually see him buying groceries. But I see him walking up and down, trolling the groceries, Foster's, Savannah, Kirk um, Supermarket. I've seen him at so many grocery stores, I'm thinking, what does he do? Like he's a professional grocery shopper? And this is what we do. We condone, we condone the behavior. We turn a blind eye. We ignore it. But what I'm saying here today, folks, and what I've been saying for many years, because I responded to her at that time, and I said, no, 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 no. This has got to stop. It's got to stop, folks. Every single time, Jada, thank you so much. I want to say, first of all, I have been reading your comments. I went back last night because I missed a lot of the comments. He was apparently on the show making comments, and I didn't actually see any of his comments. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But Jada, you were one of the vocal ones on the program last night with a lot of sense, and I want to thank you for that. Because for every girl that wants to defend him, knowing what he has done, because they know you know, but it's, oh, I'm going to get a paycheck from him. I'm going to get a modeling job from him. Or, oh, he, if he hasn't done it to me. Because he's not going to do it to you if you're closer to his age, a little bit older, or someone with children. He's picking because he has... Uh, um, what, what do you call it? Uh, um, there's an actual name for it. Peter Pan syndrome, right? Where he's emotionally stunted, where he is only attracted to teenagers and maybe barely legal girls that he can prey on and he can do certain things with. So Jada, 
I thank you for being a voice sometimes in what seems like the wilderness. There is a lot of grooming that happens, as Jada rightfully says, that contributes to this culture of rape and sexual abuse of our children. Absolutely. Sometimes we ourselves are participating in grooming our children and we don't even know it. When you tell a child that they have to hug their uncle and the child tells you, no, I don't want to hug him. I don't like him. I don't want to, you know, stop doing it, parents. Do not force your children to hug anybody. Do not force your children to give somebody a kiss. Do not force your children or allow your children to go to these sleepovers because if you really knew who was preying on them when they were sleeping and the poor children do not even know it, there are countless victims who molested in a dead sleep. And you know, some children sleep like a rock when they're out. Protect your children fiercely. Do not allow them to go on fishing trips with that uncle in Cayman Brack because that uncle took them out in the boat and molested them on the boat. These are stories that I know happen, folks. These are victims that over the years have come forward. Prison officers giving a young 13-year-old girl a ride from school because she missed the school bus and then taking her somewhere and raping her. And our largely Jamaican police force, this was many years ago, allowed him to leave and flee the jurisdiction. These memories are seared in the brain of victims. When you ask a victim, why haven't you told anybody? Really? That's... That's the question that is most pressing to you when someone tells you that they have been victimized. I had a young lady call me after the show last night and she's involved in a current situation. So I don't want to say too much about it, but she said to me, Miss Sandra, I watched the show. She started messaging me afterwards and I saw she was deleting the messages and I'm thinking, Hey, what's going on? Is this about the show tonight? And she's like, well, it's about a situation I'm dealing with, but the show has brought, brought me to reach out to you. But I don't want to talk about it on WhatsApp. Can I call you? And I said, yeah. This young lady says to me, she's unable to cry. Imagine this. And I mean, this may be so sad. Somebody who's young telling me that she is unable to cry because of the situation she is in, has hardened her to the point where she can't even shed tears. And I was like, wow, that's rough. What are you, I'm just like, I just listened. Waiting on the police to do their job. Why haven't the police contacted me? A statement has been made. You know, why are they not doing anything? And I listened to this young lady and at the end of the conversation, she started crying. And she said to me, 
I am now crying because someone finally has listened to me. Just by giving her 10 minutes of my time last night and listening to her story, she starts to cry because no one had been listening to her. No one had been giving her the opportunity to express what is going on. Family members are shutting it down. They're saying, don't talk about it. It's gonna make us look bad. You know, it hasn't even gone to court yet. So you can imagine if they're already shutting it down, you probably won't even get convicted. And I wish that I could yell from the rooftops the names of every single man. This man has molested a girl from the age of nine uh, for three years. And he's walking around like nothing amongst us. He still lives in a home with other children. Okay. Another little girl and another little boy. And his family members make excuses for him and say, oh, well, he molested a stepdaughter, a stepchild. Technically, they're not family to him. So he wouldn't do it to his own child. Really. This is the nonsense that we want to believe. So she started crying. She said, thank you for listening. Now, I've emailed the police commissioner to find out why there has been no follow-up with her case. Winnie, I started a petition for a sex offenders registry. It was delivered to the government of the day. This has been over 10 years now and still nothing has been done. We don't wanna know apparently because that means that we would have to expose the uncles, the fathers, the politicians who sit right now in our legislative assembly who have a known history of molesting our children. I'm gonna tell you guys a story about some of these so-called politicians. That is why I have no respect for them. You know, when they wanna sit on their high horses and talk about fake news, and this and that, and they have the audacity to say anything to any of us, right? When they have the audacity to talk about the gay community, I want to remind them that some of those same people who are members of the gay community, who are setting up organizations now to help others navigate the uncertain waters of discovering who they are. Some of those same young men and women were victims of these same politicians. And people, I'm not telling you what I do not know. A couple years back, one of them and their sibling, two brothers, decided that I posted something against PPM and they didn't like it. And so they were gonna make some comment that they thought would be hurtful to me. 
um, oh, well, you were in court for stealing money from government. This is before the case got thrown out by the judge, right? The nation building case. And I said, hmm. I said, okay. Oh, you're a thief. What? You shouldn't have a voice because you're a thief. And I said, first of all, I'm not a thief. I will be vindicated, which I eventually was. However, let me be very clear here. I would rather you call me a thief because I know I'm not a thief. So I'm, I'm like not really offended. But I would rather you call me a thief than to be what you are. You are a known child predator, a known sex offender in this community. And you think that we don't know just because you own a business and you can hide as an upstanding member of this community, hiring young boys to work in your business so they can become easy prey so you can ply them with alcohol after work in your apartment, in your house, and have your sibling help you to victimize them? And you think that we don't know? You have the audacity to call me anything? Well, I tell you what, call me anything in this world. Call me a liar, a thief, I don't care what you wanna call me, but don't call me a child molester. And that's what you are. And I posted that on this social media post. And believe me when I tell you, the comment got deleted so quickly and I got unfriended by both parties very, very quickly. But you know what? It doesn't change the facts. And the facts are we have members, sitting members of the LA who are child molesters. And they jump up on Sundays, they go to church, they'll even get on a podium, they talk about this, that, and the next thing, they castigate members. Of the gay community and other people, well, you shouldn't be doing this, this is a sin. Well, you know what is a sin? You know what is evil? Your actions, your behavior against children. That's what's disgusting. And some of those same young men and women who now happen to be gay, you have molested and you know it. Deandra says mothers who tell their daughters to go put on longer pants and a bra because they have male company coming over never understood that. If you can't trust your male friend to not objectify your child, then why are they coming over in the first place? It's a good question. Whitney says, even grown women are going through this. Predators are real. Rape is rape. A hundred percent. And if you know how it can traumatize a grown woman, imagine what it does to a young girl who has no understanding of life yet, no real grasp on life. This comment here says, police are useless. I swear they know everyone out there due to the way they act with cases, reports, and situations. Most of them are not trained themselves, and some of them are also molesters and abusers. So they're not going to sympathize too much with a victim. So these are but some of the stories that I hear on a daily basis, and I suggested to that young lady last night to please get counseling. 
I think in her head, she's not there yet. But maybe from our conversation last night, there's a little bit of a glimmer of hope. We have to stand united, folks, with victims. And I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't, I don't want to hear this, well, this young lady did this or she, I don't care, right? All I care about is someone saw someone who they thought was vulnerable and that they could take advantage of. The young girl who's raped, date raped, or not even date raped, but they use what's called the date rape drug on her. And then she wakes up in the car of a local DJ, having lost an hour and a half of her night, not knowing what has happened, but knowing that she has been assaulted, knowing that she has had, oh, it wasn't consensual sex. No, it's called rape, okay? If it's not consensual sex, it's called rape. There's no other way to sugarcoat it. So she was raped by this man drugged and raped by this DJ. And funny enough, last night after the show, someone said to me, oh, let's not forget about this other DJ and an owner of the nightclub that he works at on the seven mile strip. He keeps getting jobs and he has a reputation as well. I said, oh, I know. I've heard about his most recent case, which, by the way, the DPP's office has ruled that they don't have enough evidence to prosecute, that they're not going to be pressing charges. This poor young girl has decided to leave the jurisdiction. They prey on Caymanian children. They prey on expats who come here that they feel that, oh, you know, they're going to be extra afraid because they're on a work permit. And they're not going to have anything to say. These guys are the lowest of the low. And there's a whole slew of them in this so-called entertainment industry. They want to be photographers, want to be DJs. They are DJs. But their primary goal is to take advantage of vulnerable women. They hang out in nightclubs. They um, do the most to capture a victim. Walton is saying, why are people not setting traps? Sometimes it's not as easy as you think. For example, last night, that young lady was saying how this guy took her phone under the guise of wanting to play music on it. So had she not grabbed her phone back, turned on the locator and that sort of thing, she would not have even been able to prove that she was there at 4.20 in the morning on the beach. She was able to message her boyfriend, but it's not always that easy to, oh, go in my phone, turn on the recorder, turn on the camera, because then the light comes on, I mean, these guys don't give you a minute. They're like on top of you. Like she said, she could feel his breath on her. And when you're in that situation, Walton, 2020 is always hindsight. Oh, I could have done this. I should have done this. It's not so easy. 
Patricia says, I don't care who it is as an adult. I take my kid's word over anyone. I raise my kids to know I'm open to talk about anything and I never shut my kids out. We need to stop as parents and place ourselves in our kids' shoes and just listen and act. Communication is key. Absolutely. But you know, so many of um, our young girls are even afraid to tell their parents. So even this young lady last night, she was sharing her story with us and her mom had not sat down and heard the full story from her. They're embarrassed, they're afraid. Like she said, she was trying to work and you know earn a little bit of side money. And part of her being naive is and I don't say that in a bad way. She's just young and inexperienced. She didn't realize the predator she was dealing with. So she thought, okay, this is making me feel uncomfortable. This is weird, but maybe it's just me. So I'm not going to say anything to my mom because I know that my mom's going to pull me out of this job <laughs> with reason. Bruce says, I'm starting to get concerned about the entertainment industry in the Cayman Islands. Maybe there needs to be more scrutiny and oversight of the industry. You know what, Bruce, for sure there needs to be. Um, but at the same time, everybody knows. It's like Cayman's best kept, not a secret. You know what I'm saying? I spoke to three, four people in the music industry last night after the show. Nobody, nobody's surprised. Everybody, oh, we've known this for years. We've known this. But we know it and we are not having the discourse. We're not having the public dialogue. And honestly, I am thankful that so many of you are tuned in this morning. It's nowhere near 1,200 people for sure. But at the end of the day, it's better than the 20 people I would have had having this conversation last year. So we are making baby steps. We are getting there. I know a lot of people in Cayman are talking about it this morning. And the discourse has to expand beyond one or two people. And we need to talk about what's happening in the broader community. The fact that so many people are being put in this situation, so many girls and boys. I want more victims. And I had a young man who was molested, reach out to me some months ago, and we were trying to figure out how to get him on the show without identifying him. Because there's a lot of victims who still will not talk in this small community. They're afraid of being labeled, of being judged, of their families having something to say. So I'm actively working on how I can have people come on here anonymously. You can still hear them talking, but change their voice, block out their face, that sort of thing. So last night, a lot of you were of the opinion that let him come on and answer these allegations. Um, Walton, in the case of this young lady, unlike a lot of others, she had proof. 
lot of other people, it's just their word against his. He put something in my drink. My drink turned cloudy. I know somebody molested me or raped me. You know, it just goes on and on. Um, so Lots of young girls, lots of comments have come forward. Here's another one. Um, are you or someone putting all these messages together and taking legal action? He raped me, but I never said anything till this day. Blaming myself for putting myself in that situation. Even though I said no, he called me why I was refusing if I was that type of girl and called me a slut, etc. These are victims, folks, sharing their story, but who are still not able to fully come forward. They're still afraid. Blaming myself. The victims are always blaming themselves. And to be honest, I was kind of new in Ireland. Like I said, they oftentimes choose their victims very, very carefully. And didn't know much, although one, one close person warned me However, I was in a tight situation and thought I was helping my mother solve some money problems at that moment. But after he did this thing, did his thing. So in other words, after he raped her, he then laughed and said he wasn't giving me anything and kept calling me names. To be honest, I've always wanted to get back to him and do something. When victims feel helpless. They want to do something. Here's another one. He was so ready to hire me to hand out drinks, even though I told him I was just 16. And he was like, that's just fine. Just dress sexy and wear heels. I'm so glad someone finally brought it to attention. So they don't want their names to be shared, but 
They still want someone to listen to them. They still want their stories to be heard. They still want some validation that what was done to me was wrong. And people need to know what type of monsters. Wasn't gonna give me anything and kept calling me names. Imagine the audacity to rape someone and then turn around and name call, call them sluts and whores. You're blaming them. To be honest, I've always wanted to do something back to him and do something to his car or something, but never did. So I would really like to take action if there's more people doing it. I know, I'm sorry too. I'm glad you never actually got raped. I don't know who this young lady is, but you can take action. As a community, we will support you. I don't care who you're from or where you're from, who you are. Please reach out to me. The police must do something. Every time it goes to court, it comes up, somebody's paid off, the police officers are turning a blind eye, the DPP's office, oh, we can't find enough evidence. <laughs> and yet they can drag innocent people to court every single day with less evidence. It's disgusting. So Jada, that message about taking legal action was actually sent to me. So a lot of you were asking last night, let him come on, you know, because 1,200 people were here for a circus show. And this was not a circus show. This was about giving a young lady an opportunity to talk about what she experienced, her voice. This wasn't about bringing him on because he jumps in on the live and starts posturing about, oh, I have a flight to catch, I have this, I have that. If you have something to say, Mario Blake, AKA Mario Vibesign, by all means, we will give you, and you've been invited, every opportunity to come on the program, defend yourself against all of these allegations going back numerous years, have your say, but I was not going to allow you or anybody else to get on this show with this young lady and make this a circus and try to call her a liar and trying to call her out. She had receipts, folks, right? This last night was not the forum for him to jump on posturing and trying to convince anyone of the type of person he is. We'll give you your entire show. She was on for an hour and a half. You want two hours? You want three hours? Hell, you want five hours to explain your behavior that has spanned since the early 2000s? That's some 20 years now? Come on. I will give you the platform to do so. But I'm not going to allow you to come on here and 
your few people defending you trying to attack this young lady. That wasn't going to happen. So when we reached out to him, this was his response last night. Oh, there we go. So this is him. Saying that, no, he's going to take legal action. It's all good. Thanks. <laughs> Folks, this man never had any intentions of coming on the show. And I don't care what you people want to believe or what you want to say. People play mind games. And I assure you, there are lots of narcissists out there who get their kicks. Yeah, I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I wish, Bruce, I wish. The point is, I don't want him to say we didn't give him an opportunity. <laughs> we made the offer. And he claims he's going to take legal action. Folks, allow me to take a quick break. Um, this topic does make me very emotional and very upset. And I oftentimes, like I said, have had the displeasure of hearing from so many victims from all walks of life who've been taken advantage of by all sorts of people. And, um, you know, the, the honest truth is my number was scrolling on the screen. He actually never called. He never made any attempts to reach out to us. We reached out to him. Since he claims that he wanted to call in, I'm like, well, technically you never even tried to call. But I wouldn't have accepted his call in that moment because I could see exactly where that situation was going. Listen to the words of this song, folks. Give me a few minutes to gather myself and come back and we're gonna change the conversation and have a look at some of the other things that um, are happening in our community. Sai says, I can't even finish my breakfast. Thank you, Amanda. Um, another comment here, old punk, he know it's true and sad, so many people coming forward now. Yes, Jada, um, because they actually are innocent pe persons who would come on and defend themselves because these accusations are serious. Eric says 95% of our law uh, system is full of BS. They rather prosecutor charge the public with stupidity, such as speeding tickets, car tint, et cetera. But some of that, or, but something that matters in our community, they turn their head. For sure. Every single day it happens, unfortunately. Hell, they'd rather convict me of speaking the truth. Folks, give me a few minutes. I'll be right back after these messages.
All right, folks.
Okay, uh, I'm back with video. Can anyone confirm if they can now hear me? So I'm not sure what was going on there. I just did a refresh. Um, are you guys able to hear me now? Let me know if you can hear me now. Um, so we were talking about, okay, JD says yes. Okay, awesome, we're back. I don't know, this camera just sometimes just like shuts off midstream. Thank you guys so much. So I was just saying that this storm, let me just recap where we were with this. Uh, it's a tropical depression, 35 miles per hour. And uh, we're looking at, on its current forecast, it's going to pass Grand Cayman, 83 miles northwest of Grand Cayman, on Saturday afternoon, bringing tropical storm force winds across Grand Cayman from midday Saturday and lasting through Saturday evening, 129 miles northwest of Cayman Bracken Saturday evening, bringing tropical storm force winds across the Brack as well from early Saturday evening and lasting through Saturday night. So at its closest, it will be passing us here in Grand Cayman. So um, we'll continue to monitor it. We can probably expect some further development, but it has increased speed a bit from five miles per hour to seven miles per hour. So hopefully by the time it passes us and then it heads for Cuba and potentially Florida, it will continue to be um, a tropical storm and not a hurricane. So I think that's what everybody is wishing for, that it does not gain too much strength. We do expect it to strengthen probably a little bit more going into tomorrow. All right, Miss Romelia, thank you so much. Big up to our Windsor Park crew. Miss Romelia, welcome as part of that community, very active there in Windsor Park. She continues to struggle with some parking issues that she says the police are unable to do anything about. I'm always surprised really at how many people, there's so many homes in Windsor Park and not just homes. It's a real, it's a real densely populated area. And unfortunately, a lot of people are taking their homes and converting them into apartments. So a household that was supposed to have maybe a family of like two or three people, all of a sudden, every single room is converted into a mini apartment to, for people to rent out to earn some money. And then it becomes 10 people looking for parking and they all park along the side of the street. And poor Miss Amelia is always cussing about it. She's like, when is something going to finally be done? I don't even know what they can do, to be honest. Start restricting people and tell them they can't rent their homes. I don't know. Not likely to happen. So um, we'll continue to keep an eye on the storm. Kimana is expected to get at least 10 inches of rain, they've said. I just heard outside here, it's very dark and it's starting to rain again. So we will keep an eye on this storm. 
with hopes and prayers that this is just going to be a rainy day for kids to be able to stay home. Um, I'm going to check the National Weather Hurricane Center to see what they have to say about this storm as well. The school's out today, government. Um, gave out an advisory yesterday that if you're a civil servant, they appreciate that a lot of you can work remotely and work from home. And that is what they are asking you to do. So um, that's the recommended course of action. Cuba, of course, is bracing for this. It's gonna go right over the um, edge of Cuba. At 6 a.m., this is the latest update an hour ago, um, Central Standard Time, the center of tropical depression, uh, Eta, was located about 65 miles east of Belize City and 100, sorry, 410 miles west-southwest of Grand Cayman. So the depression is moving towards the north near seven miles per hour, and a turn towards the northeast is expected later on today. With this motion continuing through early Sunday, and on the forecast, on the forecast track, the center of this will pass over the Northwestern Caribbean Sea today, approach the Cayman Islands on Saturday, and be near Cuba Saturday night and Sunday. So our Cuban friends and family members definitely need to be on the lookout for what is happening with the storm. Um, you know, we have as Caymanians a very diverse population. A lot of people have connections in Honduras as well as Cuba. We have family members in Cuba. And of course, we know that they have mountains and areas that are vulnerable to mudslides and the like. And so we just need to pray for them. Honduras and Nicaragua have been devastated by this storm. We do have some footage of what has happened there. We're gonna to try to see if we can reach out to some regional persons in Honduras, but unfortunately, a lot of the internet was down yesterday and people were not able to get through like on WhatsApp calling and that sort of thing. But I received all of your videos that you've been sending me and, um, you know, pictures and everything. And the situation in Cuba, um, my apologies, in Honduras and Nicaragua does not look good. So I want to encourage all of you to start thinking about maybe it's a beautiful rainy day today, you're gonna stay inside. How can you best put together care packages and so on 
uh, for people in Honduras and Nicaragua. The people are going to really need our help. And I've already had people asking if Cayman Airways would be willing to put on flights to Honduras, cargo flights, in order to allow people here to send goods home to family, friends, loved ones, or total strangers. Because listen, a lot of us may not have anyone in Cuba, but we have the heart, you know, that we want to, um, to donate. So the governments of Nicaragua and Honduras continue to issue warnings for heavy rain and flooding in those countries, because they're still getting some of the tail end of this. And interest in those areas should continue to monitor the depression. Interest in Cuba, Northwest Bahamas, Florida Keys, and South Florida should also begin to monitor the progress of the storm because as we've just said by Sunday Cuba will start to feel some of the impacts of this um, an additional five to ten inches of rain for portions of Central America in eastern Honduras and eastern Nicaragua southeastern Mexico and Jamaica can expect an additional two to five inches the Cayman Islands into portions of Cuba can expect 10 to um, 20 inches of rain. Now I'm hoping that uh, for us, the, the least amount of rain, the better, to be quite frank, because we know that uh, unfortunately, we have a lot of low lying areas. Thankfully, we don't have any mountains or anything like that, but we do have a lot of low lying areas that could be very problematic to us as well in terms of flooding. So I'm looking at another map here and we're literally like the cone, we're just on the edges of that cone. And that's why they're saying 83 miles out from us is what we're looking at in terms of the storm. So let me just show you another map where it might be a little bit clearer how close the storm is gonna come um, off the shore of Grand Cayman. So there it is. You see where it says 12 p.m. Saturday, number five, or that's not actually number five. That's just a little swirly. <laughs> it kind of looks like a number five, but that's just a little swirl indicator of the hurricane's path. But 12 p.m. Saturday, that line right there, right outside that line is us. That's where we are in this map. So um, I'm hoping by going into the weekend and by next week, we will have some additional information on how we can help people in Honduras. Uh, so please stay tuned if you are um, a Honduran and you have any connections in the area, feel free to contact me. I'm happy to put the word out there to try to assist with organizing something. Um, I don't want to take on anything on my plate that I know I can't deliver. And I'm sure there'll be other people in the community who will be stepping forward as well to assist in any possible way. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
just trying to have another quick look here to see if there's anything else I wanted to mention about the storm, but I think that's pretty much it. So at this point, we're just going to continue to keep an eye on, on the development of the storm, 83 miles northwest of Grand Cayman on Saturday afternoon, right around midday. Um, all right. So I will keep you guys abreast of uh, any developments in terms of if it changes in any way, because again, storms are very dynamic. I mean, even the path of the storm is not 100% right now, right? This is a projected path. This is the forecasted path. But we know sometimes these storms have a mind of their own. So of course, stay tuned to official sources, but here in CMR, as these things start to happen, we will certainly keep you abreast of them. Irvlin prayers, yes, my dear. Starting at 11 a.m. this morning, we'll start to get some weather. I think even before then, to be honest. JD says, good weather, love the rain. I asked someone to drive safe, ask everyone to drive safe, no speeding. It's too close to Christmas to lose anyone. Thank you, JD, for those words. Um, Lizette, good morning to you. Um, Jonathan says it's going to be windy. <coughs> Sorry, but lots of rain. Some uh, beach waves is kicking in. Good morning to you, Darlene. Uh, Jonathan says, I would say the waves all over is pretty big. Well, um, yes. And, you know, small craft warnings. Um Are in effect, and um, of course, we will or we should be taking advice from uh, officials on how to deal with that situation. So, expect weather conditions in Cayman intermittent thunderstorms, showers, locally heavy at times, flood warning is in effect, the estimated wind direction is going to be uh, 20 to 25 knots, gusting up to 35. Estimated wave action, five to seven feet, seven to 11 feet overnight. So that's what you're seeing, um, Jonathan, already happening in that area. So we're just gonna post this on the website if you know of anyone who needs to be very careful, like their boaters or whatever, by all means, um, you know, make sure they're aware of what's going on. Don't go out there. Like people want to go out and uh, do wind surfing and all this kind of stuff. There's somebody out there yesterday, um, well, yesterday, I think it was the day before, a couple of days ago, who were doing some, what was it they were doing? Kayak, something ridiculous on the water. I'm just like, why do people have to be so reckless? Like, it's not even about you or your life. It's about the fact that you put the lives of others at risk who have to come out there and potentially save you from yourself. You know, that's what really annoys me. Um, okay. 
Okay, so projected to come within 83 miles of Grand Cayman at its closest point. 35 miles per hour. All right. Um, and it's still a tropical depression, so we're hoping it stays that way and it doesn't pick up any storm. Any, um, my apologies, any speed, any force, I should say, not so much speed. Okay, let me just check your other news alerts to see what is going on. Um, okay, we'll delete that. That looks like spam. We have some things happening on the political front that we'll be posting up later on today. So please stay tuned to those. The district administration closures and Remembrance Day has been canceled in Cayman Brack and Little Cayman. So allow me to pull up these advisories for you guys, please. Give me one quick second here. Uh, save all attachments. Okay. So you know that um, The sister islands, we're going to have Remembrance Day celebration. We had already canceled ours here because they decided not to have it. Nothing related to the weather, but in light of, I think, just the pandemic. So now, unfortunately, for the sister islands, their planned event for the weekend, because remember now, Monday is a holiday. So their planned event for the weekend um, shows that it has been canceled. And if you're a government worker or you have a need to go to the um, administration office there and Cayman Brack, the district administration building is actually gonna be closed as well. So they will be closed today. So these are some notifications. We know a lot of people watch us on the sister islands as well, shout out. So Cayman Brack and Little Cayman, we combined make up the Cayman Islands. And a reminder that Cayman Brack and Little Cayman are under a tropical storm watch. Persons are encouraged to continue preparations and secure items around their yards and businesses and to keep all of your devices charged in case there's a power outage. So I'm charging up phones and everything, charging up my wireless device. In case the power goes out, at least that might still be up. Please stay safe and indoors as they're making preparations. This is Ernie Scott, who's a district commissioner on Cayman Brack and Mark Tibbetts, who's the deputy district commissioner. Um, so that's where we are in terms of Brack notices. Let's talk a little bit about the U.S. presidential election, folks. This is this the longest election in terms of the final count? Because boy, they are definitely taking their time with this one. Well, they want to get it right. 
because Trump is suing any and everybody uh, that he can. He is like, did you guys see the video with Anderson Cooper where Anderson described him as an overweight turtle? I thought the description was really funny because, you know, as Caymanians, um, we love turtle. And so the visual of this was so easy to imagine when Anderson was saying this, but he basically described Trump as an oversized turtle on his back, just like, like flipping in the, his little flippers and they don't really have legs, but you know, the little flippers in the wind. And I thought it was kind of a funny analogy. There's been a lot of emojis in circulation about Trump, just showing his colors as like, a spoiled kid, a brat. It's like, dude, get over it. It looks like you're gonna lose. And the different organizations in the US who are responsible for the vote count, their position is we will count every single ballot. Part of the reason why they wanna count every single ballot is that they don't want this guy to say, oh, you had a thousand ballots uncounted and I could have won with a thousand more votes if they'd all been in my favor. And quite frankly, I think that they know that that's the type of person that he is. That he is exactly the type of person who would say something like that. And so um, the count continues Biden is a lot closer than he was yesterday. So just give me one second. I'm going to pull up the, um, I'm going to pull up the numbers here and show you exactly where we are. Um, the Senate race, I think is still neck and neck. Let me just double check one second. I had a look at it this morning and it was like, whoa. So presidential race, Biden has 264 now. Trump still has 214. He's not moved since yesterday. Not yet called 60 electoral votes remain out. Um, Nebraska, it looks like Trump. Oh, I don't know. I think Trump might might take Nebraska, which would give him a few more. Nevada is six. Nevada is still out. Biden seems to be in the lead in Nevada, however. Um, some sections of Nebraska, Biden is in the lead, but looks like overall Trump will probably take uh, Nevada with 99% of the votes in. Nevada still has a long way to go. 84%. Georgia is neck and neck, like 49.4% for each, 1.2% for other, with 99% of the vote in in Georgia. So Georgia may be, is there such a thing as a tie? Pennsylvania is still out, 98% of the votes in. That would be another 20 electoral votes. Biden is in a slight like 0.5% versus 0.4% lead. So it is tight. 
Wow. That's a amazing situation there. But basically, I think Trump would have to take everything that is remaining. And in fact, the projections are that he could lose Georgia, which a lot of people um, are a bit surprised at. Georgia with 16 points would definitely allow Biden to get to the 270 that he needs of the electoral votes to claim the election. So um, the counters are saying, listen, don't pressure us. We are taking our time. We will not be rushed by Trump or anybody else. In the areas that Trump is losing, he is asking for the vote to be stopped. Don't count anymore while he tries to mount some legal actions. And in the places where he is winning, he's happy to keep those results, which is ironic to say the least. And that's why everyone is comparing him to little spoiled kid. Um, so at this time that, uh, That's where it's at. We will continue to monitor the elections in the US for obvious reasons. And uh, maybe by tomorrow, we'll finally know who the president of the United States is going to be. Unfortunately, um, Trump has said in the past that he's not gonna leave office. Um, I don't know what that means or how he's gonna do that, but we shall see. I mean, he has undermined the democratic system in the US in so many ways. Quite frankly, it makes you wonder. Um, You know, what else could he possibly do? But I'll tell you what, don't put anything past him. That's for sure. So in terms of the, um, of the other races, the Senate race is neck and neck, 48 and 48. The House is 209 to 193 in favor of the Democrats. So, um, the Democrats may be able to take the Senate. It certainly depends. Um, so we shall see kind of where that's at. So there's a number of states that are still out. Looks like uh, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Nevada. So three and two, that's five states that are still out. Let me show you what the projections are for those. Nevada is the big one that um, still has a lot of votes out that are not in as yet. Let me just show you that one. So 
So this is where we're at. This is what's what they're still waiting on. So Biden in Georgia has an ever so slight lead. Tight, 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 tight. Margin. Less than 1%, sorry, less than uh, 98% of the um, votes remain or have been counted. So they're almost done in Nevada. And they're still counting North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Nevada. Sorry, that was Georgia. Is almost done with a slight lead in the favor of, uh, of Joe Biden. Okay, so Nancy, thank you so much. I think we're going to go ahead and end the day. JD says conservative stronghold of Georgia currently 49.4%. Yep. More than likely a recount is going to happen, but Biden only needs one of four pending states to win. Nevada is likely locked in for the Democrats. That's right, JD. Um, Atlas says there's questionable activity with the voting ballots and polls. Doesn't matter if you're Trump hater or Biden hater. All I can say is God save America. Well, Atlas, the truth of the matter is President Trump, who's been, he's not been seen. He's been hiding out in his Twitter bunker is what they've called it. And he's been tweeting a lot of things about voter fraud and all sorts of stuff. And the truth of the matter is um, his campaign has filed lawsuits in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia. Georgia's not even finished counting yet. This idea that there's large-scale voter fraud is a lie. And you need to read up on this. And ironically, even his friends over at um, Fox and Friends, so even Fox and Friends, a warm venue for the president, sounded doubts about his talk of a stolen election. CNN and MSNBC have dismissed the claims. So go and look at this for yourself. You know, they find one video of someone who dropped a ballot on the ground and then they claim, oh, this is happening in every single state and every single county that people have been voting. And um, it's actually not true. Not true. So um, Fox and Friends or his friends, his longtime friends, he's been there going to them from a decade ago. Um, basically, they're saying that mm, not so much so. This is the one time that they're probably going to not allow President Trump to tell a lie and to uh, get away with it. So his claims of a rigged election are baseless. And as this cartoon says, it's kind of funny, but it's true. So it's a rigged election or rigged results if you don't win. But if you won, then those weren't rigged. Like, come on, dude, which is it? So Walton says Trump is not the problem. It's in the 70, 70 million people that want him to be president again. Amen. Yep. That is so true. So the Republican Party might be in for a, a beating if they lose the Senate and if they lose the House of Representatives. They may, this may become a blue, 
democratic run government across the board. So we shall see. And again, they're expecting that in Georgia, there could be a recount if the results remain this tight. So they need it to be um, within a 1% difference for a recount to be triggered. And then they do the recount. In areas where he's lost by greater of one greater than 1%, he will not get a recount automatically, but he can certainly pay for recount to the tone of $3 million because the taxpayers shouldn't have to foot that, that uh, cost, right? And to me, that makes perfect sense. So folks, um, let's leave it there. Um, CNN says Trump's claims of uh, fraud are shocking and dangerous. And in fact, a former GOP senator, former Senator Rick Santorum, who's a Republican from Pennsylvania, has slammed President Trump's claims of election fraud, saying that his, that this was not factual and was at times just unbelievable. The former, former senator went on to criticize the president over his claims of voter fraud without evidence. Yeah, that's the problem. You can't come without your receipts and make such an unsubstantiated statement about the American system. And they do have, I mean, the, the process is relatively transparent, folks. They do have um, observers and stuff watching the election. Um, all right. That's it, folks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We'll keep you updated in terms of the storm, any developments there. And um, presidential election, maybe by tomorrow, maybe by later on today. Stay tuned to our Facebook page or Instagram page, the website for sure. And we will keep you guys abreast of, um, of what's happening there. All right, good folks. Uh, shout out to everyone who um, is ready for the weekend. I'm gonna cook me some curry chicken today. I'm gonna I'm gonna cook some nice. Like I'm getting ready for, to just relax. Curry chicken, coconut rice. I got some plantains. Hopefully they're ripe enough. Some veggies. I'm gonna do some fresh buttery bread rolls and uh, kick at my feet and get ready for the storm. Have a good one, people. Be safe. We'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.